What up, party people? It's your host, Lance and Schmidt, coming to you live with episode 13 of the What's Your Story podcast. Opening up this episode with some exciting, exciting news. We finally did it. We finally hit the 1,000 listen mark. Right now, as I'm recording this, we have over 1,000 listens. And mine has even gone up since the last time I checked. But I just want to say thank you to the individual listener. Thank you to every single one that has listened up to this point, who has shared, who has gotten this podcast out, that has gotten the word out, has come back to it too, has heard multiple episodes, listened to multiple episodes, and just for your support and encouragement means more than you even know. And a thousand is just the beginning. Now we have a new milestone. Now we have a new goal, and I'm sure that we will get there. And just want to thank you once again, each of you for listening and for tuning in. And if this is your first time, you've come to the right place. This is What's Your Story. I'm your host, Lanston Schmidt. 13th episode today, and the title of this episode is From Studying Abroad to Being an Accountant, A Story of Bravery. Today, I had the honor of interviewing a great friend of mine, Wen Do. You're going to hear all about his time in Beijing and him traveling over to the United States. It's a very, very fun one. It's uh, an emotional one, too. A lot to unpack, a lot to uncover in his story. He's got a great story, a great testimony, and really, really encouraging. If you do like this podcast, please go like us, give us a comment, give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Music, follow us on our Instagram page at What's Your Story 2022. But without further ado, this is the story of Window. What's up, everyone? Back again, episode 13, um, coming at you live with a great and fantastic person, a very, very close friend of mine. I'm very excited about this episode. It's going to be just a pure banger and pure classic right off the bat. Um, today, I'm interviewing Wen Do. Wen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on, Wen. It truly is a pleasure, and I know you got just an incredible story to tell, and we found it right here on What's Your Story? So the first question, Wen, I'd love to open it up to you and to tell the audience, who is Wen Do? So as Lanson said, my name is Wen Do, right? And uh, I grew up in Beijing, and when I was 13, I moved to North Carolina and decided to study abroad. And so I came across the Atlantic Ocean by myself and I lived with the host family during high school. And then I applied for colleges. I decided to go to Baylor and that's how I met Lanston and yeah. Sick and bears, man. He picked the greatest university on earth. And I think it was I agree. for us to meet. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. Um, that's awesome, man. And just uh, incredible bravery. I'm sure it took 13. I remember what I was doing at age 13. It wasn't being bold and going across the country to study. That's for sure. Um, so <laughs> talk me through and talk to the audience. What was what was going through your mind? What was, uh, you know, the processes and maybe a little bit of why you wanted to study abroad or, you know, what was going through your mind as you're crossing the Atlantic there? So like ever since I was a kid, uh, I learned a lot about experiences of studying abroad because I have a lot of older cousins and they were like seven or eight years older than me. So as a kid, I always looked up to them 
and they set great examples for younger cousins like me. So I saw them studying abroad and got very successful. So I thought, okay, maybe that's something that I want to do. And so, and I mean, I'm lucky that my parents supported my decision. So it was like a mutual decision. I mean, it was tough. Like we miss each other a lot, but I think I've, I've learned a lot and we are grateful for that decision. Let's go. And I'm sure we'll unpack it on this show today and on this episode. Um, you know, to talk about your family too, like, you know, some of the memories, immediate memories growing up um, in Beijing, um, you know, your relationship with your father and mother, is it, is it strong or, um, you know, what was your childhood like? Yeah. So like my first memory as a kid, I remember like my uncle and my aunt lived in the same neighborhood as us. And I spent a lot of time with my grandparents as well when I grew up. And uh, when I was a little kid, my parents were super busy with work and stuff. They were both working for the local banks. So yeah, they were super busy. So my aunt and my grandparents spent a lot of time taking care of me. So yeah, and I remember like, uh, my family were huge Beijing opera fans and they got me into it. And I learned how to sing some of the scenes and I went on stage to f- perform at the age of five, actually. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Um, yeah. Were, I don't know how to ask this, were they, I guess, supportive of you going to Beijing or were they, was it a fight at that time? Or was it really, I mean, it sounds like you wanted to go do it, but was there also a push from them to say, hey, you know, why don't you go over across the Atlantic, study abroad, see how that goes? Um, you know, what was that like? Yeah, they were, they were very supportive. Uh, they also did a lot of research and they were respectful to my own opinion as well. So it was a mutual decision. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. What, um, in terms of North Carolina, how did you settle, settle there? What was the connection? Uh, like my parents was, uh, was looking for someone to help me find like schools I, I can go to. And they were able to find an agency that's dealing with exchange students. Like they have programs for that. So I was able to find my high school with them. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, obviously I knew you in college, you know, episode just starting and everything. There's a lot of, you know, obvious audience that doesn't know you, um, some that does, but one thing I've always admire and will unpack it too, is just your level of courage um, and your level of bravery. And I've seen it just how, you know, you, you really don't fear anything at the end of the day. And I think that was probably established at that age of 13 and you're not hesitant, you're bold and in, in who you are and bold and taking risks. I've always really admired that about you. And uh, it's super encouraging and super rare to find at the end of the day. Bravery is very, very tough, um, but it's also very necessary to lead just a very eventful life. And I really feel like you got it. And I think it probably stemmed from, you know, that, that time that was probably a struggle in your life, but has set you up on the course of success because of it. Yeah, I agree. Like now I was just looking back at my time, you know, when I just got here and 
I had no clue how I pushed through it. You know, like now I'm looking back at it. I thought, okay, those were super tough. Like how I dealt with the loneliness and how I dealt with the scary memories. Like when I got here, I was the only international student at my school. So when my English was super poor and no one could understand me, how I just push it through. But because like at that time, like I, I never thought about quitting or going back to China. I always told myself to live day by day and make my progress, just <laughs> trusting the process. <laughs> Joel, Joel yeah. Bede says that best, right? Trust the process. Yes, yes. Where, where do you think that stems from though? Were you raised that way or, um, you know, did you hear that quote at a young age and it just stuck with you or how did you know to do that? So, um, when I was a kid, my dad was always, was, he was always, always very strict on me. And so he tried to teach me to take responsibilities and be an honorable man at a very young age. And I didn't want him, I didn't want to disappoint him. So that was one of the reasons. And for a bigger reason, it's like, I think I could do it at that time. And so I just, you know, I pushed it through. Yeah, you believed in yourself is what it sounds like. Yeah, just to expand a little bit more, like the high school I went to was a small private school and the classes were taught heavily in literature, history and scriptures. Yeah. Like the first book I had to read was Beowulf. It was ancient English, I'm sure, right? It was super tough to read. And I remember like the first page took me about half an hour to read. Yeah. And yeah, it took me about a year to get used to speaking English and almost two years for me to be able to understand what's going on in class. Which is crazy because, I mean, you came in to Baylor when I first met you and, you know, I would have assumed you knew English your whole life. And I, that's something you spoke to me about pretty early of like, no, I, you know, <laughs> grew up in China <laughs> and then came over at age 13 or whenever it was. And um, I'm sure that was just tough learning a whole new language and being you know, there's so many elements to it. I'm sure just learning a new language, but also feeling like the outcast if, um, you know, you're the only foreign student there in the high school, that adds another level. Um, just having to fit in socially, a whole new family, all of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was tough. But like the lesson I learned from this experience is that like we as human beings have limitless potentials and energy. Even at the toughest time, like we shouldn't doubt ourselves because like with dedication and hard work, there will finally be that enlightening moment when everything just starts to make sense. Yeah. So yeah, never give up on yourself. Never give up. That's a great quote. Maybe the quote of the episode mm -hmm. so far. <laughs> um, what, what would you say just specifically was the toughest time? Was it the first couple of weeks or was it maybe a year you got homesick or after a couple of years or what were, was there a time ever where you just thought, man, this is, this is awful. I want to give up. I'm going to take it day by day, but I'm, I'm about done. Yeah. The first week was terrible. I remember because like I was all excited about studying abroad 
before I got here, you know, I was like, okay, like I read some news about high school students in America, you know, they got off school at 3 p.m. They can go play basketball, play soccer, whatever, right? So I, I like, I only thought about the fun side about studying abroad. I never put myself into the situation of toughness. That's like seeing like no one was able to understand what I was talking about. Even though I was a good student in China, I got good grades in English class, but that wasn't enough for me to speak fluent English, <laughs> right? Yeah, I never thought about the tough side of studying abroad until the moment I landed at, at Raleigh's airport, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, pretty much I was only able to introduce myself to my host family and saying hi to them. That, that was the only thing I could do. Yeah. And I was terrified the first week. I remember like for the first couple months, like I, would, I would FaceTime my parents on the weekends, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I just, like whenever I talk to them, I would just go off on them for no reason because I was scared at that moment. And it was a very complex feeling for me to deal with at that time. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you're hurting. Um, yeah, at that, that age, number one, but just so many emotions going on. And especially if yeah. they missed expectations too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just in a career, you, you see a job posting and you see the salary, but you don't see all the job requirements. You, know, you tend to focus on like the really good aspect, but don't realize like how hard it could be. Exactly. Like, but like at that time, I know that, you know, my parents were super worried about me and I want to make life easier on them. I don't want them to worry about me that much. So I kind of also just pretend that I was having fun. Life was good until I really started to enjoy myself, until life really got good. And how, how long would you say that took uh, until you really felt like you were making it? Uh, so it took me a year to be able to communicate with others. And it took me almost two years to be able to understand what's going on at school in classes. Yeah. Well, like I said, props to you for your bravery and uh, the average person would quit and give up and, and move back. Was the plan all along um, to go out there for a couple of years or did they expectation with your parents and with your family size, hey, you'll be back in a couple of years or you'll be back after high school or after you know a certain age or was the plan all along to, to stay in the United States? Uh, my parents were really easy. Like they were... Uh, they didn't try to make me do anything. They just told me, you know, if you like it, just stay there. If you don't like it, I mean, you can always come back. You always have a home here. So, but, but me at that age, I wanted to be successful because all my cousins study abroad and they went through it. I don't want to be the one. I don't. I don't want to be the one cousin that's like quitting and came back to China. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. How was your, you know, just to follow up question on it too, how was your host family overall? Were they supportive? Um, you know, did you get along with them? Was it a good fit? Did they add a little bit to the stress or anxiety too? Or, you know, what, what do you have to say with that situation? They were very nice to me. Um, they always tried to make me feel welcomed and made me feel that I was at home. 
so I was grateful for them for that. But you know, living with a different family is a totally different experience. Like you share different habits, you know, you share different style of lives. There were disagree disagreements sometimes, but overall,、uh, my experience was done more good. That's amazing. I'm sure there's plenty of just cultural differences,、um, and probably more things than you probably even realized or understood.、Um, but、yeah. what what was like? I guess the commonality with with it all was the expectation of、um, you know we're going to work through all this. We understand there's some cultural differences,、um, but there's grace, or were they overbearing with it, or you know what 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 was that like? For the cultural differences, yeah, yeah, because I'm sure, like, like you had mentioned, there there were quite a bit, especially probably right in the beginning.、Um, but did were they understanding with it all, and did that play into your factor of you know staying in the U.S. and、um, you know pushing through it? Yeah, yeah, they were、uh, they were very understanding because the whole family dad he、uh, went on a lot of business trips abroad. So he was more understanding, but、uh, I don't think the son liked me that much at, at the beginning. Yeah, but I mean, we work it out. You work、so、it out. We came close. Yeah, at the end. That's good. Yeah, maybe、uh, we can forward him this episode too, and he can take a listen. And <laughs> I don't know if you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. That's awesome, though.、Um, well, like I said, props to you for you know obviously that transition.、Um, Yeah, obviously, too. You had some good moments in, in Beijing too, and it wasn't easy, but you made it at the end of the day, and it sets you up for a fantastic life. The fun part with Baylor University、uh, <laughs> and meeting you there.、Mm-hmm. What um coming into to Baylor, you know, what uh do you think it was set up easier for you? Because I know North Carolina to Texas is nothing compared to Beijing to the states, so. Was that an easy transition, or you think you know because you had that experience of moving across seas, did that set you up for you know an easier transition into college? Yeah, I definitely think it was easier for me to go to college because I I already went through the tr- the hardest transition already, you know. So from high school to college, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I'm sure the hardest part was probably picking a school at the end of the day because I, you know, you won't say you're a humble guy, but for the audience that doesn't know, Wen is a very smart guy and had very, very many options out of high school <laughs> to go to a lot of colleges. So,、um, what, what? Tell me about your time though at Baylor and you know what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it,、um, even you know some joyous moments, but also maybe some challenges too.、Uh, I'll start with the challenges. Um, before I got to college, I always knew that I wanted to do accounting or finance, and I had my mind set on studying for accounting. Right, and the biggest challenge I got was in one of my core accounting classes. I did not do very well. I think I got an C at the end, and it hurt me a lot. It also hurt my GPAs a lot, and I was worried that I won't be able to get into the graduate program because my, because because of that class. 
And the entire junior year, I was worried about that. So at the end of my last final exam, I shoot an email to all my accounting professors who taught me before, you know, I explained to them my situations. I showed them the progress I've been making. I showed them that basically I was a hard worker and never give up. I wanted them to put in some good words for me so that I can get into grad school. And I got in. So there you go. It was it was a big challenge. Yeah, congratulations. But things worked out. So I was happy about that. Um yeah. Joyous moments. Top one moment definitely is when Baylor won the national title last Amen. year. Amen. Amen. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. It was my last year at Baylor. Yeah. You know, I was, it was my school, grad school year. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that meant a lot to me. And also just meeting people like you, like Ross, like Aliazer, you know, like Kara. Yeah. Some some great friendships at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's cool to look back to, on it too, um, and just seeing, you know, like for for example, your instance pushing through those hard moments because you did that because you handled that adversity, those tough moments of, you know, high school learning English, all that, you know, moving across country because you chose with it, you know, you're rewarded with some pretty incredible and epic friendships at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. it would have been pretty sad if you didn't push through it and we would have never met and you'd never come on the podcast and we would have no episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm happy i did i'm happy yeah. i did yeah absolutely do do you think um or did you ever get homesick in college or you know were at that point were you fully comfortable living in the states um or were were there times too in college where you're still a little homesick and even that's a question for right now on while we're recording this podcast, do you still miss your family a lot? And, um, you know, do you think about them often? I do. I do. Uh, family has always been the most important thing in my life. And uh, me studying abroad and now working abroad uh, is a big challenge because I miss my family often. I, I know they miss me a lot too. And the thing that hit me the hardest was at the end of freshman year, just when I got out of a super bad relationship, my grandma passed away in China. And by the time I find out, uh, I wasn't even able to go back in time for her funeral. So that was super tough on me. And yeah, and it's like, also this is like the the thing that i worry about the most right now because i still have grandparents on my mom's side right yeah i spend a lot of time with them growing up i always worry about one day okay if they pass away i won't be able to go back to see them for the last time because with working and everything it's harder it's harder to travel now you know for sure yeah Lot, lot of restrictions how do, how do you balance you know your your love and your care for your family versus your dreams and your goals and ambitions is there a line or um you know what, what does that look like 
Um, like the good thing is that they are all very supportive of me. They support my decisions. They think I'm doing great things here. And so me on my side, I always try to share what's going on in my life with them. I always try to include them in my life and um, make them feel that I care about them a lot. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Maybe one day I will move back to China. But I think as for right now or in the nearest future, I will stay here. Yeah. That's good. And, and a question too uh, that came to mind in terms of your college experience and, you know, always very, very sad to hear about your grandmother passing and all that, that really tough moment. Do you think because you are, you know, had already learned some really hard lessons at a young age that that prepared you for some of those tougher moments in college? I mean, a death is obviously never easy and it comes out of left field, but do you think because you already had the mentality of taking it day to day, you're already fearless, you're already, you know, brave, like that helped the situation and help you cope with it? Or did that one really rock you to the core, um, you know? Um, it was different because I think my grandma passing away was the first time that I got to feel death. You know what I mean? Because um, when I was a kid, I never went through something like this. You know, and when my grandma passes away, it just hit me super hard. It's like something that I never went through before is something I never experienced before you know and like even today I think about it I I'm still very sad about it and it took me a while to to get through it yeah I guess well um, yeah, yeah. Death, death is never never easy um, obviously, especially when you're really close to someone and your situation specifically too is very unique because you were overseas. You didn't really have a chance to say goodbye mm -hmm. or it caught you surprised and, and off guard. But I truly believe that grief is a good thing and grief is something we shouldn't move on to very quickly, but rather mm -hmm. um, you know, deal with it at the end of the day, be, be real with our emotions, be real with the grief and and soak in that for a while and not move too quickly or else it'll creep up on you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I agree. I've, I've had moments in, in my life where I felt like I moved on from something and then it creeps up years later. And it's like, what's that doing there? I thought I dealt with you a while back. And I realized I never really processed the whole situation. And it's like, why am I crying on the side of the road about something that happened four years ago? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always about the one little thing that draws out a lot of memories. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a different circumstance too, from the standpoint of you're talking about the other tough moment in college where hey, you had a bad grade in a class, but you took the bull by the horns, you took initiative. And at the end of the day, you got the job done and, and made it into grad school by persevering. And I think that probably the lesson you learned from that was that that happened to you at 13 and 14, just that perseverance and that courage, um, you know, cause that was within your control. A death is very much out of your control. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So that's awesome, man. In terms of accounting and finance, 
what sticks or stood out to you about that when you, you know, when, before you went to college, like what's, what's the draw for accounting and finance? Like, what do you, what do you want to do with that degree? What are you doing now too? So, um, all my families were working in the banking or financing industry. So growing up, I heard a lot of conversations from them talking about economy, finances, numbers. So I thought, okay, I want to do that. I mean, I want to be better than them too. So, and when I got older, I learned that accounting is the, it's basically the foundation of any business. So in order to be successful in the business world, you need a good understanding of accounting. So that's why I chose that major. Yeah. Awesome. So is the goal and the plan for you to, you know, go into banking and be a banker or, you know, cause I know your dad does, you know, owns a bank is you want to follow his footsteps too, or, you know, your family's footsteps. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something I want to do. So right now, I'm, I'm working for PwC in Dallas. I'm enjoying my time there. So I want to learn a lot there and make some progress. And then when I'm good enough, maybe I'll jump into something like investment banking or consulting and just to collect more experiences. Yeah. What uh, mm-hmm. What is it like living in, in Dallas? What, what do you like about... Dallas, what do you not like? Do you, could you see yourself living in Texas, you know, for the while, or do you just chase the opportunity within your job or, um, you know, what, what does that look like? Oh yeah. I love Dallas. Uh, I think life is super chill here and Dallas, I mean, Texas in general has great sports teams and, um, I made a lot of good friends in, in Dallas. And I actually, I play in the local basketball league now on every Sunday. So I'll go out there and play a game and try to enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah so I definitely see myself living in Dallas, Dallas for a long time. But if in the future, a job opportunity opens up in Boston or New York or California, I think I'm willing to take that as well. So I'm open. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And talking about your basketball game I mean shoot or shoot at this end of the day like you're <laughs> for sure so it's good you got the basketball league going and yeah I'm sure that opportunity is incredible um as far as like the life after college you know for those that have transitioned or you know the the work-life balance all of that what uh what do you say to someone who just graduated looking for a job or you know what was it that you looked for in that first job and is you know follow-up question in one all in one is, uh, you know, life after college been easier than you thought or harder or, um, you know, walk me through that. I think it has been easier than I thought. Because uh, for us as, as first year associates, right, we don't take a lot of responsibilities. I mean, we pretty much just follow instructions. We do what the senior tell us to do. And we just try to learn a lot. Yeah. So that was nice. I yeah. think it will it will get harder as time goes by when you get higher and higher within the company. Yeah, yeah. Is, mm-hmm. is that your your goal then, just to work up the the corporate chain um, and just chase an opportunity? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I did pretty well on my first year. My bosses were super happy about me and my performances, and I might be able to get some early promotion as well next year. So that's my goal for right now. Congratulations! To get promoted to senior next year. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, cool. We'll wrap it up. Just the the episode and the podcast and everything. Just want to appreciate. And say thank you for you coming on. Um, it's just been such an honor and pleasure. I did have just a couple questions that have come to mind, really based off your story. That I'm curious about. Uh, what would you say really motivates you at the end of the day? Like what pushes you? What are you passionate about? And where do you think that stems from? So, um, from my experiences, the thing I learned is that as we get older, we we get a better sense of who we are, and we became more acceptable of who we are. So I would tell others to embrace yourself. You know, don't let other people tell you you can't do something. You know, and if you have a strong mindset, you're invincible. So, yeah, that's something that I would tell people, and it's definitely something that I live by. That's good. Yeah. And I mean, we can just see it's very, very easy, very, uh, very much just within your story that you've shared today. Um, but that's good that that's a passion and, you know, you can use those difficult moments to really inspire others. Um, I think just at the end of the day, change people's lives and having people believe in themselves. Um, that's awesome. You're passionate about that and that, that motivates you for sure. Um, and, Really the last one, the last questions that I had, because I am curious, you know, what what situation do you see yourself moving back to China? In what situations would I move back to China? Yeah, yeah. Like where, where do you see yourself really moving back there? Um, or, or do you, I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, you might be on the table someday to move back in your family or moving back to, to Beijing, but what would you say the circumstances would be for you to, to do that? Um, I think if I become good enough, if I learn enough, I can see myself going back to China and working for my dad one day and just to share some experiences working together with him because I know it will mean a lot for him and for me as well. So maybe in 10 years, 15 years, by the time that he about to retire, I will go back and work for him a little. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. A little full circle story. Mm-hmm. I'm back and working for him. Well, that's incredible, Wen. Um, thank you once again for coming on the show. Um, really inspired by your story, just a bravery through perseverance, through taking risks. There's a, just a lot in your story that inspires me, and I know it inspires the audience too. Um, that's what this podcast is all about. Everyone's got a unique story to tell. Everyone's got a story to tell. And yours, yours is very special. Uh, just an overall great testimony and great story. Um, and r- wrapping up too, I love asking the, the final two questions. Ask it every episode and I'll ask them back to back here. Um, what would you say your all-time favorite movie is? And then secondly, what's one thing in your life you're most grateful for? Okay, um, I'll start with the movie. I think for right now, I like Parasite a lot. Yes. Yeah, because it's the first uh, movie directed by an Asian director to win the Academy Award. 
So it was huge in Asia. And I, I believe it, it encourages a lot of Asian people as well. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, the movie itself is great, right? It got a great story. Like the acting were great. The filming were perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if there's another movie that uh, really captures a comedy side. Like I remember just laughing a lot in the first half of the movie and then really probably right about the halfway point, just the twist of just it being like a horror and a thriller and like not funny at all. Like I don't know if I've ever seen a movie like that. And I, I love that movie at the end of the day. It's really stuck. Yeah. And I think, I think we might've even seen that one in college, didn't we together? Yeah. Yeah. We saw it together. Yeah. It was a great movie experience going to the theater for, and um, that's that's a great pick and a really unique one too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the second question, uh, the one thing that I'm most grateful for. Yes. Uh, I think I'm grateful for studying abroad and meeting people like you, and just build that relationship for a long for a lot of time. Oh man. You're gonna make me tear up on uh, the <laughs> first. So what's your story first? Um, but man, I'm I'm really grateful for you too. I'm I'm grateful our you know lives you know intersected and we cross paths and I'm grateful for uh, just your testimony and the friendship that you meant to me over the years. You've been you've been a really good friend to me. Um, and I know that's gonna continue. And um, you know, I'm just very very grateful for you and grateful for our relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, cool. Um, well, when, once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, wrapping up. This is your time. Open floor. Anything you want to say, get off your chest. Any shout outs, shout out your Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you want. Now's the time. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you want to look me up on Instagram, my handle is window to the wall. Yeah, look me up if you want to know more about me. And yeah, thank you. Give that man a follow. Uh, window to the wall. I think Lil John said it best back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> that was a classic. Well, thank you so much, Wen, once again for coming on the podcast, coming on the show. It's been a pleasure and uh, really enjoyed having you on. Thank you, Lanston. It was an honor. Well, there you have it, folks. That was Window, and that was his story, a story of bravery, a story of boldness, a story of courage, a lot, a lot of good takeaways and nuggets in there. I'm really encouraged just with his bravery at such a young age. I know I said in the podcast, but 13 going overseas to a brand new country, not knowing the English, not knowing anyone over there, having a host family. I can't imagine the thoughts that were going through his head. And you heard it today. He was very, very nervous, very scared, very anxious but he overcame all of that and look at him now. He's got a high school degree. He's got a college degree. He's a graduate and uh, he's working a great job in accounting and has some big goals and dreams. So I hope this one inspired you guys today. Go take massive action. Go take a risk. Go be bold, bold in what you believe in and what your convictions are and what you want to do with your life. Go chase that and don't tell, let anyone tell you what to do or how to do it. Um, but if you did enjoy this podcast, once again, like us on Spotify, Apple Music. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Once again, thank you guys so much for the support. I'm uh, very excited just with the direction of the podcast, where it's going. And just keep getting the word out. Keep sharing it. We're going to the moon with this thing. After a thousand listens, I know we can get even higher and higher. Uh, but just remember this week, you matter. Your story matters. And until next time, this has been What's Your Story? 